Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. Spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Take us down the hip-hop highway on today's show. 
And um, for those of you who may not know or do know, Grandmaster Melly Mel started his rap career with Grandmaster Flash. Originally rapping along with DJ Grandmaster Flash was Melly Mel, Kid Creole, and Cowboy. And in fact, Cowboy is credited with originating the term hip-hop, which he used to describe the group's technique of scat singing rap in a hip-hop cadence that mimicked the beat of soldiers marching. When Scorpio and Raheem were added, the group changed their name to The Furious Five. The release of their hit Super Rapping, Freedom, which went gold, by the way, in Birthday Party, catapulted the group to greater fame, making them the number one rap group in New York City. Melly Mel's The Message went platinum, entering the U.S. archive of historical record recordings, and also the group, and that made the group the first hip rap hip-hop group inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Grandmaster Melly will be appearing at Lehman Center for the Performing Arts in the Bronx as part of the 40th anniversary honoring the club disco on Saturday, May 6th at 8 p.m. And interested parties, you can buy your tickets by going online at www.lehmancenter.org or you can call the Lehman Center box office at 718-960-8833. Now, that said, we all know that Melly Mel is with us, so let's welcome him to the show. How are you? I can't complain. It's all good. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I have to say, you you were at the forefront of hip-hop music when the lyrics was less violent and more respectful of women. And I spoke to some rappers, one or two or more who said they want to return also to the original hip-hop and the old style, which was positive. What are your thoughts concerning uh, where hip-hop music is, is these days? Well, it's definitely a little uh, too juvenile and a little, you know, too violent. Uh, you know, not enough not enough maturity, basically, because that, that's basically what it is. You, you have, uh, you know, representing hip-hop music, and it's not necessarily... I mean, as guys rapping, so if you want to call it hip-hop, then I guess, you you know, you're free to call it hip-hop, but it's not necessarily hip-hop music in the truest form that, you know, our thing was more like, you know, was in, in a, an expressionism or maybe in a, an escapism or just having fun, you know what I mean? So it could have been a, a, a lot of different things, but it definitely, you know, didn't have a whole lot to do with violence or, you know, it wasn't always in that, in that vein where they keep it now, you know, if you you know, tell somebody, you know, to, to, to or what defines uh, a rap or what defines hip-hop, you know, you have to go into all these negative, you know, negative connotations and, you know, and histrionics, like, you know, it's not, it's it, it just not, uh, it's not what it, what it was in its truest form. Because, I, like I said, if, if nothing else, I would think we was going out there to try to have some fun or try to entertain a crowd, if nothing else. But now it's, you know, it's, the whole, you know, the whole, the whole uh, flavor of the, the whole thing, it kind of changed up uh, uh, drastically. Well, would you say, uh, some people say it's one and the same hip-hop and rap, but would you say that's true, that they are two separate genres? Without a doubt. Uh, well, you see, hip-hop is a part of, of a culture. Rap is just one uh, uh, is one is just one discipline in in the, in the hip hop culture. Like the M- MC and are talking on the mic. You know, you have DJing, you 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 have break b boy and you have graffiti and 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 rap is just it, 
Well, and actually, rap and MC in this two different things also, because the MC would be a part of the hip hop culture. The rapper would just be a guy that's just doing music. So that's what that's what it basically is. That's what the difference. You're, the rapper is just he's just somebody that raps off off, off music. Whereas the, the difference between an MC and a rapper is that the MC didn't have music to rap to. So that that's why DJs played all kind of music and those songs that that they played. With hip hop music, a rapper has music tailor made already to to you know what to to whatever he's he's going to say. Whereas the MC the MC you know rap off of whatever the DJ had that was there, you know, and it was and, oh, okay. and it, it made it made for it made for better music because we used everybody's music. So you use basically you know real musicians' music nowadays. Rap music. Is made by uh, young guys that they don't really have a you know the love or the understanding for real original music. They just think that what they're doing is the beginning and the end, when it actually is not. It's just you know it's just a footnote in you know thousands of years of music, which is more that leans more toward the hip hop side of it. Like I said, when we first started uh, uh, doing our thing, there was no such thing as hip hop music. It was just jams, and they played all the jams, and they could have been jazz, rock and roll, reggae. I mean, even when we play soul music at our jams, which has, you know, what you wouldn't equate that with hip-hop, but our version of hip-hop, we we had soul music. We did, we listened to all music. Whereas now, it's like, like I said, uh, music made for, for, for rap music is just basically one type of music. Well, would you say hip-hop was, or was it born in the South Bronx? How did it have its beginnings, or where? Well, I, I mean, uh, uh, it definitely because all the elements were put together in the South Bronx. See, we, we, we and, and and lately that that uh, uh, topic of conversation comes up where it's a you know a hip hop started in Queens, a hip hop started in Brooklyn. Every borough had their DJs, but there was nothing new about DJing. DJs been you know Wolfman Jack, you know uh, Casey Kasem, you know that goes back. You know, 50, 60, whenever they started playing records on radio, you had DJs. So that part of it, it was nothing uh, original as far as to, uh, the making of hip-hop. But And then when you had DJs, you also had people dancing to the music. So that's not necessarily uh, uh, what makes hip-hop hip-hop. But when you added that third element, which was the, the MCing portion, and then that's when... Uh, the, the whole culture was well on its way in, in, in formation, which you had the DJs that played all of these, you know, obscure beats. Then you had the, the people, the B-boys that danced off the beat. And then you had the MCs that actually, you know, uh, it, it made it more of an event. Because before that, it was just, you know, uh, uh, a DJ would play play the music and then people would dance to the music. But when you, when you, when you added the element of the MC and, and it made the whole thing an event, that's what, uh, more or less, uh, you know, put the culture on hip hop culture on the fast track of being, uh, you know, like now hip hop culture is basically pop culture, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, when we when we started doing it, it was more like a subculture kind of thing. Now it's you know it's you know American you know it's an American uh, music genre. It's you know like anything else, jazz, whatever, and you know uh, rock and roll, anything else. Well, how did you and the Furious Five come together? Did you know each other from high school, or how did you meet? Me, me and Creole is brothers, uh, and 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 me and and Eddie Morris, Mister uh, Scorpio, we we all went to school together. 
So the cowboy was uh-huh. from our same neighborhood. Na- the cowboy was from the neighborhood. We didn't grow up together. We were from the same neighborhood. So when, when Flash started uh, DJing, you know, uh, like ev- everybody from the neighborhood, they just evolved. You know, they kind of uh, e- e- evolved around the, the DJ, which Flash was the DJ for our neighborhood. And then uh, at, at, after the four of us had got together and we were the Furious Four, Raheem was with another group called the Funky Four, and we got him to come to our group, and then that's how the Furious Five was, was, was formed. And are you still working with the original Furious Five, or how is that going? No, I mean, I basically, you know, me and one of the, me and Scorpio, we still work together, but, you know, every, everybody basically, you know, does their own thing. Cowboy passed away about 20 years ago. And, uh, and uh, you know, everybody's you know, basically doing that. I think we got a, a show that we're going to be doing in August, but that's, you know, kind of we talked about doing some things, but, you know. Oh, well, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, it's, uh, go ahead. Yeah, like, that, you know, it, it's, it's always, you know, points where, you know, people want to do, you know, certain things and, Sometimes things work in a circle anyway, so, you know, maybe if we can get together and get in the studio. Because, you see, that that's my thing. My, my whole thing is, like, you have to be, for, especially for now, for somebody from then to survive now, you need, the you know, the new record. You need, you need to, uh, sometimes you need to, you know, remake yourself, reinvent, you know, what, uh, to reinvent what classic hip-hop is about. Because it, 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 there's so much hip-hop out there when you talk about, you know, uh, we talk about what we, we did as a group and what we did as an era, it, it, it's more or less minimalized, you know what I mean? Because it, it's like uh, uh, if, if, it was, if, if it was any other genre, you know, it wouldn't be, you know, it's like the, it's like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles and they're held in high esteem and hip-hop is not like that. You know, the, the guys that really, uh, uh, that really pioneered the, the art form of hip-hop once you know, as you as as it goes in time, and you listening to everybody else, and you see what's going on now. They're more or less uh, minimalized, like it's something okay, yeah. And that was what they was doing back then, but now this is what we're doing. Instead of just you know, uh, uh, you know, respecting what happened back then, and and you know, paying a certain homage, or, or even having you know the, the same type of business opportunities that somebody would have now, we don't have that. So you know. You know, you know, maybe one day uh, uh, American music, uh, you know, wake up and and kind of realize, you know, the you know the the treasure that they have, which is you know classic hip hop, is um, you know is there. You know, they just well, don't treat it like it, it was supposed to be treated. But you know, the way the world operates, everything goes in a cycle, so it'll come back around. Yeah, definitely. As and, I said, and, I talked and, to some folks that already said around. they want to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really so because. Is. I, I, at, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, and, and music is music. I don't really knock nobody's music. I just, what, what I don't like is the behavior patterns that come behind the music because in any any new music uh, kind of like is a, a more or less like a, a mirror of what society is. It, 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 and not that necessarily is a mirror, but it, it more or less uh, uh, it duplicates it, you know, like it, it, at some point, you want somebody wants to tell them the story at a time. With with hip hop, the, the fault that I have with the music now is that hip hop made like uh, street people, you know, a lot and a lot of African American, a lot of African Americans. It made us be defined by the lowest of us. 
you know, all that uh, uh, gangster yeah. rap and and sagging. You know, that's not that's not how black people necessarily are. But if you listen to the music, that's what you get out of it. You know what I mean? It's like you know. Where, where, where's the rap record about, you know, you wanting to raise your kids? Or where's the rap record about, you know, somebody working hard to put their kid through college? You know, where, where's those records, you know? Where, where's, where's, the, where's the record about, you know, a, a dad taking his son to the park to teach him how to, how, to, how to catch a baseball? Where's those rap records? You know, uh, black people do things like that every day, you know, to work a full-time job, to drive a bus, to deliver the mail. Black people, you know, drive the train. You know, black people do those things every day, but you don't hear you don't hear that in the rap music. The only thing you hear in the music is you know all this stuff, the street, you know, the street kind of thing, or the streets made me, and I had to survive. So the only way we can survive was selling dope, and you know, and and and, and that's the, that's the part of of hip hop that I disrespect because it's not really like that. And even if it was like that, after these guys made a success of themselves. Then why would they say, okay, that's what we did then, but this is what I'm doing now. I love my life, and this is how life is supposed to be. So that, you know, so that the people that listen to their music. Give hope. You know, it, yeah, at least they, because it, it, it's not even hope. It's like, it's, uh, you, it could be done. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, oh, yeah, uh, I was just talking to somebody about that, that uh, even in the movies and television, I mean, they even there's a, I won't name the name of the show because it's popular, but, as they've they've taken music to crime. They've taken a church to crime. I mean, the aspects of black life are all all shown as as people that don't respect even religion and that 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 they don't respect God. They don't respect the middle class. They don't respect the working class. They they just put us out there as hoodlums, and the people that don't know us see us as that. Right. And and, and and the main thing was, I mean, we, we have a school program that we do, and, you know, I talk to kids all the time. I have kids, and I talk to people all the time. And and the main thing is, like, they put us in, you know, and they use hip-hop to do it. You use hip-hop to do it is uh, in a almost like a black bubble. Like, if you have, you have successful black people, that then they, they will say, oh, yeah, well, uh, there's no opportunities out there. But there has to be opportunities because the people that the person that just said that he made it. Now it may not be you know uh, uh, millions of opportunities, but there is opportunities. But you, you, you the, the main thing is you got to work hard for the opportunity. You can't hustle your way out out out, out of the ghetto. And and, and rap, rap music it, it gives people that you know it gives people that idea that you could actually hustle, or sell dope, or or you know gang bang. And, and, and get successful mm-hmm. enough to work your way to get out of, of, of the ghetto, and that's not the way it works. It's almost like uh, the music, you know, it made it made people more ghetto. You know, it's like you got ghetto names, you got you know uh, clothes just made for you know just being in the ghetto. You got you know they're at ghetto, and and I mean that in itself is not you bad, but that keeps you in the ghetto. Right, that that keeps you in the ghetto. So, okay, like, you know, I, I, I could go out on the street. I could relate to whatever's going on out there. But then I could sit down to, with, with people, a person from with, from any nationality or any, 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 any color and relate to them too. And, and, that, and that's what's not going on in the neighborhoods. They, they just think that, you know, that, uh, uh, the, you know, like you got people that think that the best thing you could be is, is a hood person or, or a street person. And that, that's, that's not the way life is. Because in life, and, and it is, it is almost a hundred percent sure 
that if you really going to make it, you're going to have to deal with people outside of your race. And especially if you want to make it in America, you're going to have to deal. Excuse me. You're going to have to deal with white people, and that is not, that is what you know. Like even like all these black activists and all that. That's not, that's not what they tell young black people that you you're not going to make it unless you have a certain type of relationship, business or otherwise, with white people. They just, you know, they, they try to like, oh, yeah, well, you know, and they try to keep us down and they, and they try to hold us down. Oh, well, and, and who's the day? The day that they, that they work with every day. That's the day that they try to tell black people that these people are holding them down instead of just telling them what it is. You know what I mean? We, 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 we come from a, 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 an, an oppressed situation, but there is room for success in that situation. But in order to be the most successful, you have to deal with people, you know, with white people. You have to deal with people that's outside of your race. You can't just you can't just say, okay, yeah, well, we can make it in the ghetto. You you can't make it in the ghetto. You know, I mean, you can you can live, you can survive in well, the ghetto. Well, also, we we don't support ourselves. Uh, we have to go down to white businesses because we don't support our own. True, 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 indeed. And, and, and then and then what even makes it worse is there. Almost is no own. See, in America, you had, you know, the American dream is you came from another country, you come to this country, and you make something of yourself. And that happens, it's happening today. Somebody from another country is going to come to America and open up, a, and that's what they usually do it with small businesses, but where's the black small business other than right now, you know the the the, uh, the, the uh, black the black uh, women they open up a lot of hair shops, but other than that, there's no you know if you look at the average block in in, in the ghetto is uh you know uh, the, the bodega is on the corner there maybe two doors down you know they got the chicken spot uh, uh, with with the with the with the with the Arabs then they got a Chinese restaurant you know a couple of doors down then they got a hair salon. But and, and 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 this especially rings through with the black men. They don't open up businesses like right now. The women are starting to do it, but black men, you know, you don't have the black cleaners, you know, the black hardware store. You don't have that. The black grocery store. I mean, when's the last time you seen a black grocery store? I remember uh, when we when we uh, when we was young, it was a black woman. Her name was Miss Smith, and she owned the candy store. Other than that, I've never seen. And I'm 55. Other than that, I've never seen a black grocery store because they just don't, you know, that's not the way that they 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 do things, and 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 and, uh, and that is, is 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 that is the biggest detriment because they don't do what everybody else do, and, and it got to the point where they say, well, they don't let anybody open up a store because they, you know, that 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 you know anybody anybody can open up a store. You just kind of want to open up the store, you know, but you know. I know I know a black businessman that has a he has a restaurant and he has a health food store and he has a bookstore. But he has to literally bus luckily for him he has a radio show and he can go on and promote his stuff, but he has to bus people to his store to get black people to go. Yeah, because you, you see and, and see and, 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 and also just like you said, we don't support our own they're too busy, you know, like we're too busy buying, you know, all these designer clothes and 
urban wear, and that's what I'm going back to saying uh, as far as, you know, with the dress, that, that ghetto dress, and, and that still, you know, it don't it don't get you out to make money to come back in to, to do anything for the for the for the for the community. Because they, they the, the first thing they doing is, you know, they, they uh or, or should I say the the main thing that they're doing is this, you know, sending all the money, you know, for outside stuff that just keeps them locked in, in, in inside the bubble. You know what I mean? It's like you you, you got you got a a a five hundred dollar a Pele Pele jacket. A five hundred dollar pair of jeans, a three hundred dollar pair of sneakers, and a five hundred dollar belt, and and you and you put all of that on just to stand over there, or even even with the even with the hairdos. When 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 a black woman when we when we came up when a black woman got her hair done, she had somewhere to go. You had to, you was going somewhere. You had you know you graduation or. You know, then you got your hair done. Then your aunt so and so came with the press and curl, and they could. Now uh, women get their hair done all the time, but they just stand over there, like they just, you know, they ain't got, they ain't going nowhere, but they just want to get their hair done so they could stand around. You see what I'm saying? Well, it's, it's, a lot it's, it's, of them put those, those weaves in, which is upkeep. It's unfortunate that we we don't love our own hair because basically most of these women now got those weaves on and wigs on and and it that requires I don't know I don't have them so but it requires upkeep every few months yeah yeah but so but, I mean but that's that, what's going on there yeah but but it, like the, the, the point that I was trying to make is like when when you uh supposedly make yourself look nice mm-hmm. usually you would do it because you have something to do. You see what I'm saying? I understand. Just like the whole thing about, the, the, you know, the jacket and the shirt and the pants. They make themselves look as nice as they could possibly look as far as that goes. I, I don't think that, I don't think it makes you look nice. It's just some of the stuff is nice. <laughs> but they make well, you know what it is? It's nice. a constant bombardment of advertising to look beautiful. The fashion industry has, has bombarded the the. The networks and newspapers, everywhere you turn, you're told that you have to look good or you don't look good enough. You got to lose weight. You got to dress this way, look that way. And we're uh, African Americans have got caught up in all of that. Yeah, but but see, and, and the thing about African Americans, they go out of their way to look black, and that and and it's, it's it's a million ways to look black. You see what I'm saying? It's just that that way of looking black. You know all you know all of the, the you know the the, the Air Jordans, the five hundred dollar pair of jeans, even even a lot of the weave. That way of looking black, it just keeps you locked in to uh you know in, into that subculture thing. It don't that don't make for culture. Like you're not going you're not you're not going to go to the best stuff with with your pants sagging. You're not you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. be able to get away with it. You're gonna be able to feel comfortable, but you're only gonna be able to feel comfortable around here. You're not going to go to Cornell University and have your pants hanging like that. Somebody's going to pull you to the side. Listen, you know, we have a dress code, you know, the, the, the nicer restaurants, the, you know, the better places. They're going, to, they're going to pull you to the side. Listen, we have a dress code and that doesn't fit. You're going to have to get it together or we're going to have to ask you to leave. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, it, it's, it's cool for here, but it's not cool, you know, even even uh, uh, to get a job. What, what, what uh, yeah. real jobs? You know what real money earning jobs is going to let you be that ghetto? They're not going to do it. At some point, you're going to have to, uh, you know, you're going to have to conform. You're going to have to, you know, be society. 
and that's basically what it is. It's like, you know, hip hop music de desocietized a lot a lot of black people because they you know they went for that image. Yeah, we black, we hood. Like I said, there's a million different ways of being black. You know, just being from the hood is only one of the ways of being black. It's not, but it's not. It shouldn't be the. It shouldn't be the best way of being black. That should just be. No, okay, yeah, you know, uh, you know, yeah, we from the hood, but you know, we we also, you know, we go to plays, we you know, see musicals, we do what everybody else do. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of that, one of the entertainment entertaining ways of being black is that you're going to be appearing in the Bronx at Lehman Center for the Performing Arts. Now, this is to celebrate the 40th year celebration of, of Disco Fever. Is that, that's a night, That's a club. Is that still ongoing or is that over now? No, but the 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 the, uh, the gentleman that actually ran the Fever, uh, Sal Abatello, uh, he he actually is putting on that concert. So, you know the you know the 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 uh, the, the, the spirit of the Fever is still alive and well. You know, it's just definitely uh, back then. You know, some we had some real good times as far as partying. As a matter of fact, when you know that run that the Fever had, that was probably the longest running party. You know, with just a nonstop party, you know, from day to night, and the whole culture, you know, you know I mean, we was all musicians anyway. It's not like we had a, you know, nine to five job to go to, but it's, you know, you get there at, you know, ten, eleven, you stay there till five o'clock, you leave there, you go to another club, you might leave there at nine o'clock, you might go to another club and get leave that club at twelve o'clock, then go home, you know, get eat, get some rest, and then get up and do it all over again. That was that was basically the fever. We it was, you know. I mean, it was a it was a, it was a good time before it caught up before it caught up to you. It was, we had we definitely had some you know real good times and made some real good friends up there. Well, you're going to be sharing the stage at Lehman with with quite the crew. Uh, there's going to be uh, artists like Rakeem, the Sugar Hill Gang, Rob Bass, Grandmaster Melly Mel, which is you, and Sweet G and Grand Poova of Brand Nubian and Black Rob and. Mr. Cheeks of Lost Boys and Keith Murray, Black Sheep, Peter Guns, Roxanne Shante, Cash Crew, Fonda Ray, Grandmaster Kaz, and Spoonie G. Woof. That's quite the yeah, number nice, of folks nice, that are going to be appearing. Yeah, that's a nice lineup. I, I, I might even, I would have bought a ticket to come see that one. <laughs> well, speaking of that, folks that want to buy tickets, you can go online at uh, Lehman Center. Uh, dot org www.lehmancenter dot org or call the box office at seven one eight nine six zero eight eight three three. Now I mentioned that uh, all of these folks that are going to be uh, appearing, and I've downloaded uh, two people that's going to be on the stage with you. Do you mind if I play Fonda Ray's "Over Like a Fat Cat Rat"? By all means, Fonda Ray "Over Like a Fat Rat" classic. Here we go.
eyes that was Fonda Ray over like a fat rat. And I also want to bring up that the concert is going to be on Saturday, May 6th at 8 o'clock. So be there. Because as I said, there's going to be quite a lineup of folks. So uh, tell me about, um, the, you did a documentary, uh, correct? Uh, I think that, what was the documentary? It was called, um, I can't remember. Well, the last one I that came it, out was uh, Hip Hop Evolution. It was called Something from Nothing? Okay, oh, okay. Uh, that, from that, nothing, the no, that, 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 no, Yeah, the Art of Rap. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was uh, uh, produced by Ice-T and... Uh, Good documentary. I mean, it had a uh, you know, and I'm not usually a fan of of you know like when when out when not outsiders, but you know the, the guy that actually filmed it. He wasn't a, a hip hop guy, but I'm not usually a fan of of you know when people outsiders do you know hip hop related stuff. But it was a really really good documentary. Really good. And you also did a movie, Beat Street. Did did that help your career? Did that bring you more notoriety? Well, actually, uh, B Street was uh, the, the the best thing that B Street did, as far as I was concerned. I mean, it did bring my career a lot of notoriety and kind of took it to the next level because that came out. It was the, my best best year of my career. It was in 1984 and 85, so that was around the best year of my career. But the the, the, best, the best thing that that did for me, it gave me a chance to meet Harry Belafonte. And that was the driving oh. force behind the whole you know, the record that I wrote, you know, uh, and us even being in the movie was a fact, you know, and, and and even the main thing that made Beat Street the movie that it is, is the fact, you know, Harry Belafonte produced the movie. I mean, and for for, for me, you know, and, and, and guys of it from my era, you know, Harry was a real, you know, because not only was he a, a musician, you know, he was an activist, you know, he, you know, he, he marched with King and, you know, he did, he did a lot of, and Jesse and, you know, he did a lot of uh, a lot of talented as well as groundbreaking stuff. So just the fact to meet Harry Belafonte and to sit down and you know and listen and listen to him talk and 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 not really have a conversation because I was more or less you know let letting him explain and express what he needed us to do with the movie. But just uh, just doing that and having that opportunity, I think for me that was the, that was really you know. I mean, that was really the biggest thing, you know, that happened. You know, one of the biggest things that that I that happened in my life, really, and definitely in my career. One of the biggest things. Well, I read that he's about to turn ninety. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, they, they gave a, a B Street reunion a, a couple of years ago, and he, he came through. So he, you know, he and he had he had a great life. I mean, he did a lot, lot of, lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of real groundbreaking things. And obviously, B Street was one of them, but he did so much stuff. I mean, just to, you know, just to be around somebody, you know, of that magnitude, you know, from socially as well as, uh, uh, you know, an an entertainment uh, uh, vibe. I mean, it's like I said, that was the whole, you know, that meant a lot as far as I was concerned. That meant, you know, that was everything. Well, you you talk about him being socially and politically active as well as a singer um when you when you do your 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 rap, lyrics for for rap are you leaning these days more towards the social economic uh, political arena well not not current, necessarily current. through the music yeah right but uh but uh but as far as uh 
you know, we have a, a, a school program called Windows of Hip Hop. So we're in the schools, you know, that's trying to get, you know, kids interested and and and, and in learning through music and understanding that, you know, the education is one of the most important things because, you know, it's easy for, especially nowadays, it's always, it's always easy for a kid to get sidetracked because, you know, that's part of being a kid. You know, you, you, you don't want to grow up. You want to, you know, stay doing, you know, you know, like the things that's important to a kid are not the things that's important in life. But, you know, we want to, uh, through music, we want to get the kids to understand that, you know, the education is the most important thing and, you know, and, and, and utilize, you know, the education, you know, uh, uh, as best as they can, instead of just taking it like, you know, school is something that, you know, you do it, but you don't want to do it. And, you know, and so that makes it easier for a kid to drop out, you know, but if you think that there's something important in your education, you would stay in, you know, you would stay in school longer. You would, even when you're in school, you try harder to do better. So uh, that's, that's, you know, what we try to do with windows of hip hop and, you know, and, and, and I mean, I represent that in, in the music, Anyway, but, you know, I think it's important to do community things. I think it's important to give back to the community, and that's Windows of Hip Hop. That's what that's part of. You know, we're we, uh, we trying to put together a program now, you know, for uh, uh, in, inmates, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, just to get them to understand that, you know, you you, 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 you got you to get your life on track because it is, it's not like – you know, I mean, they, everybody talk about second chances, but your second chance is basically that's what you was going to do if you did it right the first time. You know, it, it, you know, it's like on, on a scale of one to ten, your second chance after you coming out of jail or ten, you know, you might could drive a car for UPS, but you could have did that the first time. You see what I'm saying? So before they get mm-hmm. too entrenched in that whole, you know, in that whole uh, little subculture, that little, you know, uh, uh. uh illegal subculture, you know, you have to reel yourself back in, you know, it's like, let me, let me just try to do normal. Let me, you know, let me do normal. Let me work a job, you know, let me, you know, try to take care of my family, you know, cause you, I mean, you could do that and that's easy, but you know, that, that's not, you know, that's not ex- ex- as exciting as, as gangbanging, but you know, that that's what's going to take you further in life. You know what I mean? Just to do, you know, okay. you, you be a normal person, you go to school you know what I mean? You you work you work a job and and then they're like how we were saying you open up businesses you start your small business you can build it up into a bigger business and you know and then you're well on your way to being society. Other than that, you know. Well, but I, a, I guess I, you have to start with the children. Like you have a, a children's book out called The Portal in the Park. I, I assume when you start young with the children, that's when you feed their minds and point them in the right direction. Tell tell me about the book, The Portal in the Park. Well, that that was a book. Uh, it it was, was written uh, uh, to be a kids' book, and and and, and uh, I actually narrated, actually narrated it, and in that book, the portal of the park is it, it was a the narrations are part of an, an an album that had songs on it. We wrote I think about five songs for the book, and uh, one one of the uh, the writers of the song went on to be uh, Lady Gaga. She was her name is Get Stephanie. Out. Her name is yeah. But if you and if you you know if you buy, for anybody that's interested, if you buy the book and if you listen to the song, it's like a collaboration with me and Lady Gaga. But this was before she changed her name. Her name, you know, she was you know young, very talented. Thought she was, and I thought she was really really talented at the time. I just didn't think that uh, 
you know, like one day I I asked my, one one of my partners, like the, when we was in the studio and working with her, you know, because I went and seen her, you know, performing, you know, a club like she was doing some kind of white soul kind of thing, really talented stuff for the college band, and you know, a couple of months went by, yeah, whatever, whatever happened to Stephanie. And he said, oh, yeah, she's going to start doing club music and she's going to change her name to Lady Gaga. And I thought she was crazy. <laughs> but, you know. Well, it, it 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 took her somewhere, but I'm not sure uh, if that's where she actually wanted to go. Because she's classically trained, correct? Yeah, she's a she's a girl. She, I, I thought the stuff that I've seen her do, I thought was way, way, way better than what – the stuff that I actually heard under under Lady Gaga, but I guess you know she, you know she she seen that she could be more successful doing that, and then that was the route she took. You know the easiest, which I I mean I don't, that in itself it, it shows a, a certain talent. You know just a pinpoint, you know where you could uh, uh, reinvent your career and then take off like that. I mean obviously a lot of luck is involved, but that you know that was a nice call. I mean you know I don't think you know. I don't think I would have did it, but, you know, that was definitely a nice call. Well, she's a Juilliard graduate, and I think that she is leaning, going back in that direction since she's been doing songs with Tony Bennett and so forth and doing specials that are yeah, and, not and she, necessarily she uh, Gaga music. Right, and she should, because because when, when, when you get to a certain amount of fame, and, and you know, at, at some point you have to let people know that uh, it's it's uh it's it's more is more to life than doing what it is that she does like and it's more to her than doing that like you know like it, it, to let people know that she is a classy so then uh, you know like you know, so that your your music just won't be just you know you you're 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 gonna uh you know direct your attention just toward club music that you could you know direct yourself to jazz and classical music and then have all that be a part of you know, your your life, your, you know, your the soundtrack of your life to, to go into other places, you know, that you know, that 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 club music can't take you. You know, that and that's that's what I respect about Lady Gaga, that's the fact that she does she does things like that, that you know, and she's showing her fans there is other other uh avenues and other things to do other than just to go to clubs all the time. There's you know, there's other parts of her life and and it should be other parts of your life also i mean hip-hop would be the same way you know if uh if if ice cube you know and and and, and guys that went to college you may maybe will smith or you know all the guys that's actually educated you know i'll put more of an emphasis on the fact that that's that's what they did with their life also they just didn't come from the streets and that and 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 that ain't to do all and say all the other things to do and 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 that's a and that's also a part of of you know of their life and it could be a part of your life too you know if you just you just gotta open up you gotta you know broaden your horizons open your mind a little bit well you know sometimes they do certain music in order to make the money to fund the the projects they really want to do exactly which is what ice cube does really good does that really good Yes. Now, I also want want to mention that uh, the message, which was the song I played at the beginning of this show, was the first hip-hop recording inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Right. So you you got a lot of credits that uh, I'm not sure people know about, but you certainly have done a lot of firsts, I'd say. Yeah, well, the message is definitely a groundbreaking song as far as music and hip hop music because it would, 
was, uh, you know, at the time it was the first uh, hip hop socially irrelevant commercial song. And and uh, a couple of years ago, Rolling Stone magazine did a, a, a survey of, you know, like the top uh, 500 records ever made. And, uh, and, and, and uh, the message was like, I think number 54 or 70, 74, something like that. It was between a Stevie Wonder record and a Prince record, but it was the only hip hop record that was in the top uh, 100. And this is and this is out of the 500 songs ever. No matter, you know, not hip hop songs, but 500 songs ever. And uh, and I think it was I think it was 54 or something like that, which shows the magnitude of that song on not only hip hop music but popular music in general. So then, uh, and that that song is definitely the difference between us and every other group out there. I mean, without that song, we'd probably be, you know, we'd be uh, another group. But you know, with that song, it took us took us to another level of uh, of notoriety. Well, outside of what you're going to be doing at the Lehman Center for the Performing Arts on Saturday, May six at eight, we're part of the Hip Hop Fever concert. Again, tickets seven one eight nine six zero eight eight three three. What are you doing other than that? Are, are you touring a, a bit, or uh, I know you said you were more socially involved these days, going to schools, working with youth, which is admirable and commendable, by the way. Yeah, uh, in May we we get ready to do a European. It's mostly the UK, but we're going to do you know a Europe. We'll be over there from like May. I think we'll come back sometime at the end of July and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and in between that, you know, just staying in shape, you know, I'm a, you know, avid, avid, uh, you know, gym, gym rat, you know, I work out all the time. I got about three different gym memberships. So I, you know, I try to keep myself in shape and, you know, I don't necessarily. Well, you look like a weightlifter from the pictures I've seen on the internet. Oh, by the way, please send me, uh, at least three pictures. Oh, okay. For my articles. And uh, send okay, them to yeah, yeah. Uh, the PR person. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, but that's uh, okay. you know, and that's that that's basically what it is. You have to keep and and basically for me, working out is not is not necessarily for the physical benefits. I mean, you get that by working out, but it's just mentally. You just to keep you know keep a certain amount of discipline and focus, and and uh and. You know, I, I do that through my workout. But, you know, like I said, you get physical benefits because you're physically working out. But I just do it just to keep, you know, keep my mind, you know, just relieve stress. You know, and just, like I said, to keep myself disciplined. Do you meditate for spiritual benefit too? No. I just, you know, like I said, work out, you know, try to, like, try to eat. I don't, you know, I don't really eat great because I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, used to being happy, but, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> balance it out. Some, you know, a couple of good meals, a couple of cheap meals, it all works. You know. Well, is there a website or something that you you want to uh, give the listeners so they can keep up with you? Do you have that? Uh, not, no, no, no. I'm, I've got big on Facebook and all that. I mean, I have a Facebook page oh. and Instagram, but I've got barely post. You know, it's like a kind of like that kind of that social media thing, kind of has a way to, of, uh, you know, it just takes too much much time. You know, I'd rather, you know, people just post everything that they're doing on Facebook. I'd rather just do it in real time and don't post about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just 
I can, <laughs> I can relate done. to that. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we've come to the end of our, our time, and I could talk on and on, but I I have to end at some point. So I want to thank you for uh, gracing this show, Grandmaster Melly Mel. Thank it's you. It's been my pleasure to have you. Pleasure's all mine. And, thank you. And this is the Blake Radio Network Rainbow Soul. You're welcome. And I'm your host, Deirdre Schuler, thanking my listeners for making my topic topically yours. And you know what? I'm going to end the show with the Grandmaster Melly Mel's most recent recording, I believe. Is that some kind of salary? Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Good here we go with some kind of sorry. Grandmaster Melly Mel. When all the